You're now tuned in to the Desire to Trade podcast, a show where we bring you the best figures of the trading world and teach you how you can become a successful trader. This is your host, Etienne Kret. Hi, everyone. Ethan Kratt here from DesireToTrade.com. I'm doing my best to bring you the best guests on my podcast. This week, I had the chat with Todd Brown. He is the co-founder of Trade Empowered, a business that teaches traders everything they need to know to thrive in trading. He talks about a lot of things, but most of them are really powerful, and I'm really glad to have it on the show. I just wanted to make another announcement. I'm currently working on a community that I'll be launching pretty soon. That community is meant to help new traders on how they can thrive in trading. The community is going to do monthly Q&A call and monthly special guests that will come on to talk about trading and help you in your trading. So if you're currently having trouble trading, if you currently have struggles, or if you just want to start out, the community will probably help you. I'm going to let you know more about this in the future podcast. In the meantime, I hope you'll have a great podcast. And let's jump right into the interview. Thanks a lot. Why don't you start by uh, just telling us about your business and what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been involved in the industry for over 20 years. I started off in the um, uh, purely systematic side of the business, then started teaching traders over a decade and a half ago. Uh, developed a dynamic structure trading system, and then partnered with my uh, partner, Jason, uh, and we formed Trade Empowered. And uh, right now, that's what we do. We teach, educate, and uh, I'm spending a lot more time recently in strategy development uh, than I have in the past, trying to come up with um, semi-automated and automated trading strategies for Forex futures and stocks. And before all that, I guess you've been trading yourself? Actually, I started off in the system side of the business, got interested in trading, okay. and then uh, was started to trade myself, exactly, and you know, made every boneheaded move you could possibly make as a trader. Um, so, you know, been there, done that. Uh, slow data, power outages. Uh, way back in the day, I actually had to call my broker to place the trade. There was no electronic trading. And um, yeah, I've, I've called up uh, when I was short the S&P bought bonds to try to exit my S&P trade. I mean, if, if it's out there, I've probably done it as far as making mistakes. And how was your uh, learning process as a, as a trader? Um, I am uh, a little bit ADD, and um, I'm also impatient. So for me, I spent the immediate part of my time doing what some others told me, and um, uh, I didn't do any testing. Uh, there were no, there was no such thing as a sim account back in those days, simulation trading. So of course, I just opened a ten thousand dollar account and started trading real time. Uh, the S and P five hundred was five hundred dollars a point, uh, and again, I called my broker, who then talked to the pits, got a fill, gave that fill back to me, and so you know, trading a two lot, a two point stop was significant risk relative to my account size. And um, I could routinely take a $10,000 account up to 15, 20, 22, and then right back down to 7,000. <laughs> so um, uh, initially, I, I literally had no rhyme or reason. You know, back in the day, it was simple moving average crossovers, trying to trade um, uh, some of Crable stuff with uh, ORB, opening range breakout models, and, and so on. And what you're doing now is, is, I guess, much more simple, right? So you. 
How exactly do you, would you trade right now? Uh, everything. Um, foreign exchange currency, really working towards semi-automation and automation to help remove the, uh, the human factor. discipline. Mm -hmm. That's right, yeah, to help remove the human factor. It's incredibly difficult. So um, about eight years ago, I came up with an idea of three different levels of trading progression, level one being a rules-based system, mm -hmm. but there is still human emotion involved and a human being involved. So that would be considered a discretionary trader, although rules-based. So it's a simple if-then thought process. Um, it's a conditional statement. If, for example, the 21 period moving average crosses above the 89 period uh, moving average, then buy the next bar at market. So um, then obviously you have to have stops and targets. But I found in my own trading and as I've you know, taught thousands of traders all over the world that the biggest challenge traders have is emotion. Mm -hmm. And very few of them even have that basic level one thought process put together where they can sit down and in a very brief statement describe to me, here's why I enter, where I place my stop, and the type of exit I use. And that's why the majority of traders still fail. The level two, uh, I decided to automate the first part of it because most traders I dealt with, their biggest challenge was fear of loss, fear of missed opportunity. And so they found themselves second-guessing their trade entry they would pause at the time when they should click and enter, and then a market runs away from them, and they decide not to chase it. And then a market moves uh, in their face, and they decide, well, this wouldn't have been a good trade, so they don't take the signal at all. So automating that entry, the stop placement, and so on, allowed me to remove the emotions from that part of the position. And that's one of the things that I did to help teach traders. It was the most successful thing I did to teach traders. We'll put you in the trade. The desire of the level two strategy is to get you in, get to target one with 50 to 60% accuracy, and then let you manage the balance of the position. And that really started teaching them beliefs. And then finally, the level three would be pure automation, where the strategy puts you in, places stops, has targets, trails stops, it does everything. Um, that's been the most difficult process you know, maybe I get one good system out of every 50 or 100 ideas that I test. Mm -hmm. And it's not valid forever, right? So it's only for a certain period of time and you have to change it afterward? It depends on the time frame. I've found that the lower the time frame, um, you know, a scalping system on a, a two-minute chart in foreign exchange currency or whatever, it's much more uh, difficult to keep that maintained over a long period of time as far as performance. Okay. End-of-day position trading, for example. I mean, we look back at Richard Donkey and the father of trend following and some of the work that the Turtles did. Some of the basic theory of that type of trading still uh, is applicable today. Um, but yeah, uh, the lower time frame stuff, it's very, very difficult to keep that working over long periods of time without an understanding of backtesting, walk-forward analysis, in-sample and out-of-sample analysis, uh, and those types of things. So you make sure that you're not um, curve-fitting a strategy. But when you do optimize, when markets expand and contract, we look at larger targets, larger stops as an example when ranges expand. 2008 is a good example. Recently is a good example. Um, then you have to know when to come back in and maybe modify those stops and targets again according to uh, market volatility and ranges. Okay, okay. I just want to go back to the uh, if-then process you talked about. So how would trader apply this in trading? Is it through a trading plan or something different? 
It absolutely could be a trading plan. When I worked for Tony Robbins and that organization, um, I understood a lot about the if-then thought process. Um, Neuroassociative conditioning is the process that we taught, and in my opinion, it's the most powerful um, uh, process to produce some type of change in human beings. So if we look at it, um, everything in life we do from that if-then foundation. So, you know, if I'm driving a car and I see a uh, red octagon with four big white letters on it, then my foot comes off the accelerator and goes to the brake. Mm -hmm. And our incredible brain knows exactly how much pressure to apply to the brake based on the speed the car is traveling. So that's the perfect example of a unconditional thought process or a conditional thought process at a subconscious level. I've trained my brain A, what a stop sign looks like, B, what action I take when I see it. And then all I do is glance at a stop sign, see it out of the corner of the eye, and there it takes place. So I recognize that when we uh, acquire a skill set, and trading is a skill set, that we go through four levels of competence. The faster you get to that unconscious competence uh, state where literally you just see and react, see and react, like a batter on a, uh, uh, with a pitch coming at him 90 miles an hour, the more likely you are and the faster you're going to be successful longer term in trading. So if then is critical. So you make about three or four or five different if then decisions in the course of a trade. First of all, we look at a chart. We see our indicators, our bar types, um, our price patterns, whatever any trader out there uses to decide where to enter. So if my entry sets up, then I press the uh, entry button, and now I'm long or short. If I'm long, then I place my protective stop. If I'm long, then I place my profit target. If the market moves so far in my favor, then I trail my stop. So it's a series of if-then conditional statements. And your mind is asking you these questions on almost every tick if you're a day trader, and certainly at the end of every day if you're a position trader. So your mind needs to be able to respond immediately when it says, hey, where does my stop go? Well, if we had a 200 pip move in our favor, then my stop trails to the low of the last candle if we're long. And when traders don't have that specific if-then thought process laid out for each of those, then they're going to respond based purely on emotion. And the two primary emotions that drive everything we do in life are pain and pleasure. We're either going to do something to move away from pain, you know, the pain of a losing signal so I don't even get in the market, and then I watch the trade go in my favor. The pain of uh, a wide stop so I trail my stops too tight, get stopped out on a little pullback, and then the market goes straight to my first target. And then pleasure, obviously, is the pleasure that we all look forward to is being professional full-time traders, having the lifestyle that we see on all the videos on the Internet and so on. So um, if then is incredibly powerful you know, the best thing to remember is, A, it's a conditional process. If this occurs, then what do I do next? If I see an RSI 5 overbought with a bearish engulfing candle, then what does it mean? And, and so actually, I can take it to the next level. So the three things I teach traders is very, very simple. A, what do I see? B, what does it mean to me? And then three, what do I do based on that meaning? And that's how our mind processes data, processes information all day long. So, yeah, that if-then process is powerful. Mm -hmm. And aren't emotions going to get in the way of that if-then process? Or when it's laid out perfectly, it's, it's going to put emotion away, I guess? 
That's exactly right. It'll help manage the emotion. Again, we're emotional creatures, unlike you know, a level two automated strat, a level three automated strat. The benefit of the computer models is they have no emotion. Mm-hmm. But also the downside of that computer model is they have no emotion. You know, they can't uh, read some other information that we might see in the market. So my task or my goal, uh, desire has always been teach any trader who wants to be a discretionary trader at that level one or level two area the power of the if-then process and then the power of belief. Uh, remember, again, it's, it's what do I see, what does it mean, what do I do? So if I see this, then I want to take this action. If I take this action and get long in the market, then where are my stops, where are my targets? Anything that goes on outside of that little if-then process uh, is probably driven by pain or pleasure, fear and greed. And typically when traders trade based on that, it's a bad outcome over a 60, 90, 180-day period. And you've mentioned about belief. So how would you go about uh, improving your belief or just making sure you have the right belief for trading? Well, what I've always taught is, number one, look around you. Okay, you have to study success. And when, when I uh, worked with Tony Robbins, that's what we always had everybody do, whether it's a business environment, a relationship, find somebody who's had success in that area and then find out what they do, literally right down to the syntax of their if-then thought process. So we all obviously have relationships that we can look at and we all have trading. So from a trading perspective, do you know any successful traders? Do you honestly know anybody who earns a living as a trader? And if the answer is yes, find out what they do. And uh, I'm here to tell you that after almost 20 years in this business, what's highly likely is that they run it like a business, they have a belief in their trading system or trading strategy, and they manage their risk. And they follow the rules of their trading system whether it's uh, the entry, the stop, the target, whatever it might be, regardless of how they feel. And so um, that neuroassociative conditioning process is what helps build the belief and internalize the belief. So what most traders have to do, Eddie, is they have to break their current beliefs and they have to believe that they can actually earn a living as a trader. They have to be honest about their current circumstance most traders lose money and, and blow up accounts because they're underfunded or they don't have a system. So if I've got a $5,000 account in foreign exchange currency, I've got a full-time job, then I'm probably not going to be best suited for a day trader. What I should do is go out and look at a six to eight market portfolio possibly and position trade. So I can invest 10 to 30 minutes a night. I don't have to think about it intraday. I can trade micro lots, mini lots, or a simulation account and really internalize a belief about my trading style, my trading strategy, and then prove it to myself either historically using backtesting or walk-forward analysis, placing the trades real-time in a sim count as they move forward. So uh, belief only comes about as a, uh, uh, the, through the power of repetition. you got to see mm-hmm. the same thing over and over and over until it becomes subconscious. So if I don't know somebody, then what do I do? I study success. So I always teach my clients, uh, my private client group and everybody, read about successful traders. And, you know, uh, Jack Schweiger wrote two fantastic books about traders where he interviewed um, 36 of the most successful traders any of us have ever seen. So literally, if you read one interview a day in those two books, that'll get you through about a month 
and just constantly need to remind yourself, there are people that do what I want to do every single day. They earn a living doing it. In fact, they're some of the wealthiest people around when they do it really well. So I know it can be done. Now, what do I have to do to, to scroll down that path? Mm-hmm. That's great. I want to go into another topic you told me about a little bit, which is the four level of uh, competence. So what are they and why are, why are they important? Exactly. Well, um, I studied with neuroassociative conditioning and in neurolinguistic programming, um, uh, there's basically four levels to acquire a skill. And, and that skill literally could be, you know, hitting your seven iron at the golf course, a topspin backhand, whatever it might be. And trading is an acquired skill. So the cool part about trading is, A, it offers complete independence. B, it requires no four-year degree. I can be uh, 6'3", 250, or I can be 5'10", and I, I, you know, maybe not even be able to shoot a basketball. None of that matters. But you do have to f- discover where you are in that process. So the four levels, unconscious incompetence, I don't know that I don't know. Most traders have already gone beyond that when they're listening to us right now or coming into my courses or whatever. Um, Conscious incompetence, I know that I don't know. That's where the fear comes into play, and that's where most traders are. You've opened your first $5,000 account. You've lost money. It's like, man, I, don't, I, I really don't know what I'm doing. And so the fear sets in, and most people tackle that fear one of two ways. They give up, or they think, I need to know more information. So they go out, and they start attending free webinars online with no um, uh, process. It's just, let me go find all the free stuff I can find. Or... They have an idea, they have somebody that maybe they've read about, or more importantly, they have a thought process that they think should work. Well, it makes sense to me, the trading on the fundamentals, because that's what moves foreign exchange currency. So I need to understand the Bank of England and everything that goes on there and what the big fundamentalists are saying and so on. And that tends to lead them, direct them down a specific path, whether it's right or not. And to get from that next level, which is conscious competence, That's when we know that we know, but it still requires conscious thought. So that might be, hey, I've seen that nine times out of the last 10 times that we've had non-farm payroll come out, if I wait five minutes and do exactly the opposite of the initial reaction, I can make money. But then when the news event hits the next time on non-farm payroll, I'm sitting in front of my chart, the first five minutes is gone, the market's rolled over, so I know I should be a buyer, but it's so hard to just buy that market. This thing could continue to go lower. Yeah, but you've got some historical numbers. You've seen, it doesn't matter, I feel overwhelmed right now, and I'm scared. And then two hours later, the market's 110 pips higher, and we look back, and man, I could have made money, I should have just pulled the trigger. So... The reason that most traders don't is because they pause. And again, that's that fear of entry and so on right at the beginning. So now through the power of belief building, which again is just seeing the repetitions, that's where you get to that final level, which is unconscious competence. And again, you know, a great analogy that most people will be familiar with is um, a batter. You know, uh, right now, if you put me in the batter's box and had a ninth grader throwing 65-mile-an-hour fastballs, I probably couldn't hit 30%. But if I really wanted to hit 30%, 40%, 50%, then I would commit to setting the batter's box and seeing 300 pitches a day every single day. And every week, I'd see progress. Every week, the ball could get faster and so on. 
So that level of unconscious competence is you're competent through the repetitions and you can literally look at a chart and at a subconscious level know exactly what you should do. There are only three positions in the market, long, short, or flat, and on the sidelines. And the big thing is traders come to the market and they're like, I want to trade. Does your system have a signal in the market? No, but I need to trade. So going from that level, unconscious incompetent, I don't know, I don't know. Then we reach the next level, conscious incompetence, I know that I don't know. Fear comes in. What do I do? I think I need to have more knowledge, more information. So now go find a system. Let's say that you're a, uh, uh, just a position trader and you want to buy 55-day breakouts in foreign exchange currency. Go through it. Look at the historical performance. Look at different stops and so on. We go to the conscious competence. I've developed my thought process, developed my system. I know my stops. I know my targets. And then I've gone through 5, 15 years of historical data on four different markets. I've got a large sample size. And through those repetitions, I've now developed that unconscious competence. I've seen that signal. I know what it looks like. I know that 45% uh, of the time, I can have a winner. I know that my average winners are three to one over my average losers, that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that, I, I guess that takes time as anything to, to develop, right? It does take time to develop. I used to tell traders it takes about 300 repetitions. So if I decided, you know what, I'm going to look at that 55-period breakout model on the donkey, and I could throw the donkey and channel on the chart, and then I could just walk through that if I put it on a five-minute time frame, I can see the tendencies much more quickly over 300 occurrences because I'm going to get those occurrences much more rapidly. So it could be any trading system, any market, any signal, any time frame. But again, it requires commitment. And, and most traders just are not willing uh, to put that time in to develop that conscious or that un unconscious uh, competence. Mm-hmm. I don't know, is, is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything else that's important for traders? Well, I think the thing that, um, uh, just understand that um, uh, all traders have the power to change. Uh, and again, a lot of people, you know, I read Mark Douglas's book, but I spent 90% of my time reading books on technical analysis, technical indicators, trying to figure out what a stochastic oscillator was and um, how I could use relative strength uh, to uh, determine entry signals. And that's all necessary for sure. But, you know, I've always said I could give trader the best trading system I have, and yet in the hands of a trader who will not follow the rules because of pain or pleasure, fear and greed, that system's still going to turn into a loser. And, and famously, back in the day, Richard Dennis said I could post my trading system that he taught the turtles in the Wall Street Journal. And it wouldn't have any impact because 30, 60, 90 days after I posted it, traders wouldn't be trading it. It's human nature that we try to change things, uh, make them ours, and so on. So it's really, really important that traders understand the power uh, of, again, that if-then thought process, if this, then that, if this, then that, Set that down and write out your current trading strategy using that uh, process. Number two, as traders trading from the chart, we process data the same way. Everybody does. What do I see? What does it mean? And then what do I do based on that meaning? Can I turn that into a, a trading strategy? Four levels of competence. Most traders right now that might be listening are at that second or third level. 
unconscious or I'm sorry, uh, sub, or, uh, unconscious competence is the level where they need to get to. And in order to get there, especially as a discretionary trader, that level one that I mentioned, it requires doing the same thing over and over and over. No differently than hitting 150 topspin forehands a day. The top players in every sport, and, and we are athletes in a sense, they do the same thing over and over and over. And it is that repetition um, that makes you a better trader period over and out. You've got to internalize that belief. You know, trading's 90% logic, 10% emotion until $1 of our money is put on, on the line or at risk. And then it flip-flops. It becomes 90% emotion and 10% logic. So the way to manage those emotions, once we have a dollar of risk in the market or we're risking $200 on a trade, is we have to be able to fall back on our rules. And that way we can manage those emotions, pain, pleasure, fear, greed, all the stuff that makes us human. How do you see traders should go about finding a trading strategy? Should they just um, get the free one on the internet or should they make one themselves or how would they go about it? I think most traders, um, I, I look at the markets this way. I've, I've seen study after study shows that uh, foreign exchange currency markets only trend about 30% of the time. So I move to a counter trend type of model. Um, I'm a believer in having different systems for different types of markets. So I trade counter trend and I have momentum systems. So um, they can do that. The simplest way is to work with some type of a mentor or a coach Uh, but again, understand that I want to see some historical numbers or I'm in line with the theory or logic that that individual uh, tends to be discussing. So too many traders go out and, you know, uh, the popularization of the expert advisors uh, and the robots, if you will, the $97 EAs, and then everybody's surprised when they blow up. There are fantastic expert advisors out there. Uh, most traders, A, can't find them, or B, they're not willing to invest the dollars. So when I look back, I mean, uh, my trading education, easily six figures. Um, and I could, had I had somebody you know, grab me by the ear and say, look, you've got a $10,000 account. You have a full-time job right now, so the, don't even think about day trading. Look at swing trading, single contracts in this one market head down this path, that would have saved me so much time and so much money, it's not even funny. So I think traders should assess, A, what time do I have available to trade? And be honest. B, what capital do I have available to put in the markets? And again, be honest. Too many traders go out and because of the low barrier of entry in foreign exchange, they'll open a $572 account and just look to hit a big winner. It's absolutely nuts. Uh, and it just shows that they're not very serious about treating it like a business, which, again, is what all the traders that they want to be like do. So be honest about capital, be honest about time allocation, and then be honest about trading style. If the thought of selling a double top in a market that's been up 400 pips in the last two days makes me you know, want to uh, lose my recent lunch, then that may not be the trading style for me. So I currently probably have a belief about the market, as does every trader. So if you're a momentum trader, if you have a belief in momentum trading styles, then you're probably most likely going to be interested in that style. 
So uh, those would be the three things. And, and again, it's imperative that traders are honest about each of those three. Time, capital, availability, and then my current thoughts on uh, what trading styles tend to work best. Now I really want to talk about what you guys do at uh, Trading Power. So I know you, you have a great website with a lot of uh, articles and free resources. Yes. You have also a YouTube channel with uh, tons of videos. It's, it's really amazing. And I think you've been recently uh, changing your studio, right? Or you have a new setup. Is that possible? Yeah, yeah. We've, um, uh, my partner does the ratio side. I do the system side. So pattern trading and ratio trading, he's done a tremendous course online that traders can go find by looking up, you know, go to youtube.com and find our trade empowered site. And we've got hundreds of hours of free training there teaching pattern based trading. And uh, we've also got three of the most recent courses that we released available right there on our tradeempowered.com site that traders can go to and go through uh, several different, uh, you know, uh, multi-thousand dollar courses for free. Uh, and doing that, they find out some of the most important parts of it. You know, for, in one of the courses, you'll hear a lot of the neuroassociative conditioning thought process, a lot of the power of trading plan development, so on, that uh, Jason talks about as an example. And some traders have gone through the free courses and found a particular trading signal that they love and um, through that have found a way to trade. And then other traders come on and, and our firm not only has teaching and education, we've got live trading rooms, um, you know, mentoring and mastery type programs, uh, but we also have trading systems and technical indicators. Mm -hmm. And do you guys have any future plan or any announcement you want to make? Uh, at this point, we're going to be releasing a uh, ratio pattern trading software um, that is automated for entry. So that'll come out mm -hmm. uh, here in the next probably two to six weeks. Uh, and they can find information at tradingpower.com. Um, when that comes out, it's going to be a ton of fun. We found a way to uh, not only find the patterns, but now to automate the trade entry at that level two process that we talked about previously. That's great. That's great. And what, what goal do you have for your future with your business? Continue to serve traders. Um, you know, for the last 20 years, that's what I've been doing. And um, uh, when you, uh, I've been really blessed to not only be able to trade, but, you know, enhance my own trading, develop trading systems. Got a fantastic team at our firm, a great business partner. And um, we've been able to serve thousands of traders all over the globe and uh, be impactful in, in the way that we teach and the fact that we do focus a lot on the trader's mind. You know, it's, it's interesting when, um, you know, from kind of a marketing perspective, if I send an email out saying, hey, I'm going to teach you the three most important things about trading psychology to help turn your trading around, I might get 2% of traders to open that up. But if I send an email out to the same group saying I've got a whiz-bang new trading system that did 418% in the last nine days, I'd get a 70% open rate. And so we see every single day what most traders are focused on and what gets them interested. But then we also see every day, because we're educators and we deal with thousands of traders, we see what works. And every single time, the most important part is the psychology. And so Every single day or week, we receive an email from a client saying, I'm so glad that uh, I found you guys um, because now I understand the power of testing, the power of the if-then thought process, and the power of my trading mind. 
Uh, again, just remember, you know, Richard Dennis took um, a thousand bucks to two hundred million dollars, and then he brought traders in, and he and his partner taught them how to trade. So you would think that if if I came to you and said, "Hey, I've made two hundred million dollars trading, and I'm going to teach you what to do," that you would have a pretty receptive audience. But surprisingly enough, half the people in the deal thought they could do better. Uh, you know, his stuff was old and didn't work and blah, 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 and on and on and on. So they figured out they'd find ways to make it better. And again, that's human nature. That's what we tend to do. So when I talk about the power of the trading mind and the importance of managing your trading emotions with three or four very simple things, again, most traders don't want to hear about it. But when they're in the room, when they take our courses, when they go through those periods and they hear it over and over and over, that repetition really starts to have an impact on them. Um, and then traders will find their way. They'll find what works best for them, where their comfort level is, and uh, really start to see some dramatic improvements. I mean, we've got, you know, we've got traders all over the world who came to us uh, with full-time jobs and now we're full-time professional traders. So, you know, that's the best part of what we do is being able to be a part of those traders' journeys. Yeah, that's, that's great for sure. Now, I want to ask you one last question, which is uh, if you could give only one sentence of advice for a new trader, what would that one sentence be exactly? Man, that's a tough one. Um, uh, I would say that, uh, you know, I'd go back to some of the best uh, in the business um, from the psychology standpoint. Uh, Tony Robbins used to say, we're all only six inches away from success, and it's the six inches between your two ears. So I would say understand the incredible power of that little area between your two ears and spend more time focusing there or at least give it 50-50. You know, forget for a little bit about oscillators and all those other things. Take your current trading strategy, take a look at where your weaknesses are, and I have a trader assessment right there on my website. Then uh, you can fill that trader assessment out. It takes five to 10 minutes. We'll hop on the phone with you and talk to you about strengths and weaknesses. But what's highly likely is half the people listening to us, regardless of when they listen to us, have got a system right now that's really close but they constantly are messing it up because they react based on pain or pleasure, fear and greed and the emotions. So invest more time in your trading mind and understand the power of building a belief about that signal and the power of repetitions. And I think that'll take them to the next level. That's, that's really fascinating though, that, that single idea for sure. All right. So if you guys want to know more about that podcast, you can just, Go to desiretotrade.com forward slash trade empowered. It's two word in one word, basically trade empowered. And you'll get all the information on that show, all the resources we talked about, all the books mentioned, and you'll get all the links you need to uh, go further in trading. See you next time and uh, happy trade. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Desire to Trade podcast. To get all the information on this show, free articles, and unique resources, make sure to check out www.desiretotrade.com and subscribe. Please leave us a review and let us know what you thought about the show. It's time to become the best trader you can be. See you next time.